three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project, and good morning. Just another great day, <clears throat> and I want to encourage us as we continue to press in with Genesis. And man, I, as I read over and over different parts of God's Word, and I've read through all of God's Word numerous, numerous times, I am always ministered to by the ministry of God's Word in a new way. And, and this chapter has just really impacted me as I think about our culture and I think about who we are in God and 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 how God works. I mean, God works in unbelievable ways. And here we see this. And so I want to. I just want to read this. Um, and I, I think it says a lot about our ability to sin again. So Abraham here is going to sin again about lying about his sister, about his wife, saying she is her sister, which is true. But he knows that he's tricking this king, this uh, pharaoh-like character, Amiliach, and so Abimelech. And so let me just read it, and then we'll get into that. So chapter 20 of Genesis, from there Abraham journeyed toward the territory of Negev and lived between Kadesh and Shur, and he sojourned in Gerar. And Abraham said of Sarah, his wife, she is my sister, and Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. So Abimelech is sort of like a pharaoh of Egypt, but in Gerar. And he and Abraham is now traveling right after the whole incident with Lot, maybe give or take a couple of years. So he's seen the wrath of God, right? So have you ever seen the wrath of God? You've seen somebody who's sinned and they, they fall and you're like, wow, I want to walk holy. Well, Abraham's seen it. And here he is repeating his sin of lying about Sarah, about who Sarah is. But I want us to see how God deals with Abraham through the person who is not being chosen by God. Okay, so so this is what happens. But God came to Abimelech. So it says, uh, she, so Abraham said of his wife, she is my sister, and Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. So that Sarah is in the in the realm of Abimelech in his chamber with all of his wives. Uh, but God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Behold, you are a dead man because of the woman whom you have taken, for she is a man's wife. Now let me just pause it for a second. Even the culture of the Egyptians and the Gerars here, they understood the sanctity, if you will, of marriage, the importance of a woman being another man's wife, right? And so this is this is not a dream that needs interpretation to Abimelech. He's not going to go looking for a Daniel. On, hey, would somebody interpret what 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 does he mean by a wife? What does he mean by that? Right. Um, so verse four. Now Abimelech cannot approach her, so he said. So this is Abimelech speaking. Now, Lord, will you kill an innocent people? Did he not? himself say to me, she is my sister, and she herself said, he is my brother, and the integrity of my heart and the innocence of my hands, I have done this. Then God said to him in the dream, yes, I know that you have done this in the integrity of your heart, and it was I who kept you from sinning against me. Therefore, I did not let you touch her. Now then, return the man's wife, for he is a prophet. Now, by the way, this is the first time the word prophet is used in the Bible. So that he will pray for you and you shall live. But if you do not return her, know that you shall surely die and all who are yours. And so that 
it's very clear here that not only in the early part did God say, you're a dead man, but Abimelech understood that it wasn't just him that was going to die. It was all of his people. And then God makes it clear here. And and so, oh, what a dream, right? So guess who's getting his wife back, right? No kidding. And this is a not a this is not a part of the people that God is saving in the moment, right? So Abimelech rose early in the morning and called all his servants and told them all these things. And the men were very much afraid. Then Abimelech called Abraham and said to him, What have you done to us? And how have I sinned against you that you have brought on me and my kingdom a great sin? You have done to me things that ought not to be done. And Abimelech said to Abraham, What did you see that that you did this thing? And Abraham said, I did it because I thought there is no fear of God at all in this place, and they will kill me because of my wife. Besides, she is indeed my sister and uh, the daughter of my father, though not the daughter of my mother, and she became my wife. And when God caused me to wander from my father's house, I said to her, this, I, this is the kindness you must do me at every place to which we come. Say of me, he is my brother. Then Abimelech took sheep and oxen and male servants and female servants and gave them to Abraham. By the way, this is Abimelech saying, you're an idiot, Abraham. Me and my people were all going to die because you're an idiot, right? He's not buying this excuse. He's like, so you just thought we would kill you for your wife? So thanks, Abraham, for thinking so kindly of your neighbor, right? But, but Abimelech is dealing with God, not Abraham. He has a fear of God. There is a fear of God. Abraham was wrong. And, and so um, he gives, gives him back his wife, gives him all this stuff. Uh, and Abimelech said, Behold, my land is before you. Dwell where it pleases you. To Sarah, he said, Behold, I have given your brother a thousand pieces of silver. It is a sign of your innocence in the eyes of all who are with you. And behold, and before everyone, you are vindicated. Then Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech and also healed his wife and female servants so that they bore children. For the Lord had closed all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. Wowzers. So what did Abimelech and his people do? Nothing. What did Abraham do and Sarah? They lied. And because they deceived the people of Abimelech's people, Abimelech and his people suffered. And I want us to think about this. As believers of Jesus Christ, if you're a true believer of Jesus Christ, who the heck are you deceiving right now? Right? Who is it that you are deceiving that is being cursed? Who is it? I mean, that. who are we, right, to, to be? We're just like Abraham. We're going about being afraid we're going to offend somebody with the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Really? Yeah, that's kind of like Abraham was afraid of what the people would do if they knew that Sarah was his wife. We need to get over our pretty little selves. It's not about us. It, it's not about us. We're about, we should be building the kingdom of heaven. And if that means we are laughed at because we proclaim the truth of God, then let that be the case. But let us not be found like Abraham where we are a little deceitful, enough deceitful so that the others are actually the ones receiving the curse. They were cursed, not Abraham. Abraham ends up getting blessed because they have a fear for God, not because of Abraham. And not because Abraham did them any good, but they simply do not want 
God mad at them, and they see Abraham as a prophet, a man of God who can pray for them, a, a, a real a man of the real, true, and living God who Abimelech has met in a dream. And so a lot of times I hear Christians talking about, well, God said to me in a dream, or God did this in a dream. Really? So what are you doing about it? I mean, really, what are we doing about it? God clearly shows us through his word what we need to know and what we need to do. I don't know that we need too many dreams, or any dreams, really. We might need peace. We might need to understand where our hope comes from, for sure, and our joy comes from the Lord, right? And our hope is in Christ Jesus, who is seated at the right hand of the Father, who has redeemed us so that we have this eternal hope, right? And that's what we should be talking about, and we're not. So I want to encourage us today. Man, are we like Abraham, and we're actually bringing about, instead of being salt and light that brings about life and preserves life and and adds flavor to life, and, and brings light into the dark corners of the world and into injustice so that there is justice? Or are we hiding because we don't want to offend? Oh, we are so like Abraham in chapter in chapter 20. And I, I probably should have broke this into two segments, but I'll finish now and maybe wrap this up a little bit tomorrow. So God bless you guys. Let's try. Lord, let me just pray for us, God. Uh, Forgive us. Have mercy on us as we are probably a whole lot more like Abraham. And maybe we are the ones that are guilty of of not having a, a healthy fear of you, Lord, like Abimelech has for sure as he, after this dream, he does everything, even as he does everything to not only appease you, Lord, but to show Sarah as worthy. In other words, not to mar the reputation of Sarah, even though she and her half-brother and her husband lied about who she was. He was about restoring a woman's reputation. What a man Abimelech was, Lord, in the face of a of Abraham, who is your prophet, who is counted righteous, who was patient for you working in his life and Sarah's life, but Lord, in his human state, was still miserably wrong. And an entire people group were almost wiped out because of his sin. So Lord, forgive us, have mercy on us, help us, help us today to redeem the time, to make the most of this day, for this is a day that you have made. Help us to not only rejoice and be glad in it, Lord, but help us to press forward in being God-centered, Christ-exalting, Bible-saturated, missions-minded, justice-pursuing, merciful, graceful people for your glory and for the building of your kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. God bless you guys.